0: Hello friends and welcome to the resilient leaders podcast where resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea it's required i'm jr briggs founder of kairos partnerships a team of leaders that are committed to helping leaders just like you to overcome your unique challenges that you are facing in order to equip you to lead with clarity, confidence, and consistency. Well, recently I was reading uh, was leading an all-day training in Dallas with 20 regional leaders and managers from a national engineering solutions company. And we spent the day in training on two topics, emotional intelligence, and how to navigate crucial conversations. These are two of my favorite training topics that I have the privilege of leading leaders through. Now, emotional intelligence, you have probably heard that maybe you've taken an EQ test before. But emotional intelligence is, uh, it, it refers to the ability to recognize and manage our own emotions, while at the same time, recognizing and empathizing with the emotions of others. Simply put, EQ is having a clear understanding of how your emotions drive your decisions. Now, Daniel Goleman wrote a book about 25 years ago called Emotional Intelligence that put the term on the map, but he did not invent the term. The term originated in 1990 from Peter Salovey, the former president at Yale, and Jack Mayer, psychology professor at the University of New Hampshire. Now, when it comes to EQ, we tend to focus significant amount of time and energy and even money on other areas of our lives our social lives, our physical lives, our spiritual lives, our intellectual lives, all those are good things. Yet we don't often spend nearly enough time on our emotional intelligence. And in my trainings with leaders, one of the significant things that concerns me is the amount of leaders who are emotionally numb and emotionally unaware. And the most haunting part about it is they don't even know it. They're not aware of it. Now, now, let me be clear here. Emotions are not bad. It's, it's how you handle those emotions when they come to you. EQ is where you have the agency over your emotions and you remain in control. Now, let me be clear on this as well. It's not a mistake to have bad emotions, but it is a mistake to get hooked by them. Patrick Lencioni, a leadership uh, consultant uh, for years, he said this. He said, not education, not experience, not knowledge or intellectual horsepower. None of these serve as an adequate predictor as to why one person succeeds and another doesn't. There There is something else going on that society doesn't seem to account for. And the answer, it almost always has to do with this concept called emotional intelligence. Now, here's the truth. Emotionally intelligent leaders finish first. Let me say that again. Emotionally intelligent leaders finished first. And that's why it's so important for us as leaders that we focus on EQ. And part of EQ is helping leaders with self-awareness as well as self-regulation. Being aware of your emotions in real time, in the moment, and how they impact your decisions is important. But we also need to know how to control those emotions in real time, in order to ensure that they don't control us. And this is crucial for us as leaders. I'm sure we can think of a time where other leaders, and I'm sure we can think of a time where we ourselves, we were aware of our emotions. Maybe we were feeling, feeling fear or anger, envy or insecurity, and we let those emotions overtake us. Something we did or said, something we did or said that was stupid, something we regret later. So today, I want to talk a little bit about self awareness and self regulation. Now, not too long ago, I read a book by Larry Sen, S E N N, called The Mood Elevator, which used a simple metaphor of an elevator to help us understand and regulate our emotions. Larry wrote uh, wrote that we ride up and down the mood elevator every single day. There are positive, Levels uh, that the elevator stops on, and there are negative basement levels that the elevator stops on. There are 19 floors. Let me give you uh, these, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity if you want the graphic, the diagram of it, uh, to email me, and I'd be glad to send it to you. Starting at the very top and working down the top floor is grateful, then wise and insightful, then creative and innovative, going down even further, resourceful. The next level, hopeful and optimistic, then appreciative and compassionate, moving down to patient and understanding, to a sense of humor. The next one is flexible, adaptive, and cooperative. And then right in the middle is what he calls curious and interested, curious and interested. Now, below that, going in the basement, it goes impatient and frustrated, and then irritated and bothered, then to worried and anxious. Then to defensive and insecure, followed by judgment and blaming, then being self-righteous. Below that is stressed and burned out, and the last two, angry and hostile. And then at the very bottom, in the basement, the floor at the very bottom of the mood elevator is depressed. Now, when we're above ground, the the important floors at the top is when when our thinking is clear and we're our best self. Now, this sounds obvious, but it's important to name. And when we're below ground, when we're in the basement floors, where the elevator goes, is when our thinking is unreliable and we are not at our best self. Now, I want to give you some questions for reflection. And again, I, I know I went through these very quickly in terms of the mood elevator. But again, those. let me start from the bottom and work up on this, okay? So let me start at the bottom basement, work all the way up depressed, then angry and hostile, then stressed and burned out then self-righteous, then judgmental and blaming, then defensive and insecure, then worried and anxious, then irritated and bothered, impatient and frustrated, and then the main level, the main floor there right in the middle is curious and interested. Now, above that is flexible, adaptive, and cooperative, then sense of humor, then patient and understanding, then appreciative and compassionate, then hopeful and optimistic, Then resourceful, then creative and innovative, and then wise and insightful. And the very top floor is grateful. Let me give you a couple of reflection uh, reflection questions for you to think about when you think about these different layers, these different floors that your emotions, your elevator stops at these floors all the time in a given day. Which floors are most familiar to me as part of my normal day to day experience of life? Which floors most commonly find my temperament? which floors would the people who know me best most often will find me? Which floors do I like to visit more often in my life? And which floors would I like to spend less time with? Which floors do I most often get stuck on when I'm having a bad day? And which floors do I visit on days when I'm feeling most productive, creative, and happy? You see, when we are on the lower floors of the mood elevator, original ideas generally elude us, driven by the negative moods that dominate our minds and emotions. We lose our sense of perspective. Now, here's the cool thing that I did not know about. Larry said in his book, he said, passengers take more than 18 billion, that's billion with a B, 18 billion elevator rides annually in the U.S. alone. Why is it that you never hear about elevators plummeting to the basement? That only happens in horror movies and nightmares, because in addition to being safely built and inspected, all modern elevators have a series of automatic brakes that prevent them from falling, even if the cable snaps. Thanks to the ingenious system that was invented by Elisha Otis back in 1852, riding in an elevator is actually far safer than taking the stairs. In a similar way, you can learn to activate a break on your mood elevator. The dividing line is, as we talked about, curious and interested. Living life with more curiosity rather than judgment is a great way to avoid dropping to the lower floors. We can choose the moods that we feed. And if you'd like the visual of this that Larry talks about in his book, The Mood Elevator, just email me at jrbriggs at kairospartnerships.org. Or you can find me in the show notes. My information is always there. And I'd be glad to send you the mood elevator visual. This in a PDF form. So if you'd like that, glad to resource you if that is something you desire. I'm grateful for this simple yet informative metaphor to help me identify where I'm at, but also to know how to regulate it. And I hope it's helpful for you as a leader here today. We all know that EQ is important, but emotional intelligence for leaders is absolutely essential. In fact, one of the main factors, as Patrick Lencioni said, between good leaders and great leaders is their level of emotional intelligence. Well, thanks for joining me today. This podcast, as always, is produced by the extremely competent and affable Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions. You can visit his great website at onalimproductions.com. For all of your video needs, we've used him multiple times on both video and podcast work, and I could not recommend Joel to you more. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember that we all ride the mood elevator up every day, up and down. Emotions aren't bad, but we need to make sure we don't get hooked by them. And let's live a life that's full of generosity. Let's live lives today that are curious and interested. And ultimately, May we be grateful in all that we do. Have a great week.